So, any questions tonight? Smarty. I'm just trying to wrap my mind around what you've been presenting all the So, Bhagavatam in that regard, which follows the Upanishads, is, is as I've often explained in, in a broader sense, that consciousness has the power to extend itself hmm? beyond itself, just like a light is luminous, but it also illuminates other things. Hmm? So consciousness has the power to extend itself, in this instance, for example, into things and identify with them. Hmm? And upon identifying with them, then it appears to like the things, but only because it itself is identified with the things does it like them. And therefore, um, the example you give is more abstract, but the example in the Upanishads is, let us say, uh, a man does not love his wife, but the self. A man, a woman does not love the husband, but the self. Um, because the idea that it's my wife or my husband, for example, is is an is an instance in which consciousness consciousness has identified with matter in a particular form through the two letters my m y and and uh, therefore it likes that person or that object, hmm? and we tend to see persons as objects to some extent in material consciousness, as, as, um, as mine, and mine means I've gone into it. And so I love my car, but I don't love yours necessarily. If you have a flat, it doesn't really bother me that much unless I really identify with you as my friend or my relative or my dear one. And so that in a general sense, we are independent of matter. We extend ourselves into matter by way of kind of an identification. Hmm? We kind of turn on the machine of material nature, and it, and it starts to move and make show, and we identify with it. Hmm? Now, why you like a particular color, and someone likes another color, and so forth, well, that all has to do with the I that we have, that we've created, so to speak, by our attachments. Hmm? So the same principle holds, that, that I like that particular color. Hmm? I love it, and so forth. Um, uh, but in reality, it appears, but in reality, I am the object of love. So that's the Upanishadic teaching, that's the Bhagavad teaching, that's... that's, that's, that's the basic idea of Vedanta. And Jiva Goswami uses the term that the self is the object of love in this world. Hmm? And we are and we are excuse me and we are a unit of Ananda. Matter is is near Ananda. Hmm? And in one sense love requires reciprocal dealings. 
So you're not going to get any reciprocation from something that has no capacity to love, right? A thing. Hmm. So it is the self that we love. Now, the Bhagavatam's teaching seeks to build on that and say that we love our self because the self is part and parcel of Krishna. Hmm. And Krishna is, of course, not like matter. Krishna is uh, what I would refer to as a significant consciousness other. Hmm? And um, so when we repose our love in Krishna, then there's this possibility of reciprocal dealings and the capacity for loving is increased. But what is the capacity for us to really love in any sense of the term? in relation to things that have no capacity to reciprocate. Hmm? You had a question? Um, I was just thinking about that and thinking that um, when we say that we love um, you know, a certain color or something like that, isn't it really, like, the soul isn't really loving, doesn't really, like it's the mind that is attracted to the color. It doesn't have anything to, I mean, the soul is like identified, but it's really just, it's almost like one aspect of nature being attracted to another. Well, it's an identity that's formed in the, in the mind, if you will, based on our attachments. Hmm. And it's that that has attraction. But the underlying principle, of course, is the consciousness is, has a, is, is a unit of loving capacity. It is a unit of ananda. Hmm. It matters not, but yeah, what you're saying is true. Yeah, it's interesting because sometimes it's just talked of the soul is like described as a witness. Right. Consciousness, you know, witnessing. And so, you know, but then here when it's, uh, I guess it also has the capacity to love. Or is it just that the capacity to love comes only when you're identified either? Matter or Srup Shakti. Yeah, and then it's really those in those two contexts that you have. Yeah. And also the idea is that what's lovable in the world is the self. If we say that the self is the object of love, well, think about it. As I said, matter doesn't have a capacity to love. Hmm? So we animate the world, the world seems to be alive, and so we, we appear to love it, but that's, it's one-way street, so to speak. The, the, the self has, 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 has the capacity to love, so it is, in this world, what is lovable in reality. If, there's to, and if we speak of love in terms of ananda, same, same idea, I mean, I'm translating ananda into love, then the capacity for being happy lies only in the self. Matter has no capacity to be happy. So if we look at it like, matter has no capacity to be happy. So what's left is consciousness. So consciousness has the capacity to be happy. So consciousness is the object of love in the world, not matter. Hmm. Yeah, you want to make a comment? Uh, well, I, um, it seems, like how can you say whether it's, you love something because you're identified with it or you're identified with it because you love it or you have this attraction for it. How can you say which comes, which is the source of the other? 
<laughs> well, at any rate, matter has no capacity to love. Well, but coming back to what I was saying before, isn't it really one aspect of material nature being attracted to another aspect? I mean, it's not really... But this soul is animating. There's no, there's no meaning of one, one aspect of nature being attracted to another. Soul is animating, and, and, and the machine of material nature is working, and then from there you have an attraction, hmm? but the whole thing is animated by the self. So, so matter unto itself has no capacity to love. It's asat, achit, and nirananda. So... The attractions that can be based on like, past life experiences? Sure, it's all, you know, in the hunkar. Now, you know, we develop attractions that are spiritual over lives as, as sadhakas over time, and that will start to show up then at, at a certain point. Then you need an expert who can sort out what, what is your material sanskar, what is your bhakti sanskar. And help to you to foster the bhakti samskar and an identity. Hmm? Based on that, that's what Guru Parampara is for, and that's what uh, sadhana is for, and that's how the sadhana becomes honed in time. Hmm? Okay. Sure. What else? Yes. Um, this morning when you were talking And you were saying how that, that's the highest conception that we could find in the And in the, in the Chaitanya Church movement, there's the gopis are experiencing law, experiencing ecstasy. No one's going greater than that what does it say? Where does it say that? What does it say? I don't remember that in Chaitanya Charitamrita. Yeah, I didn't put on that one. It struck me. But, I mean, it makes, I mean, it's, it's the idea of what they're experiencing. I mean, it's the same thing that she's experiencing, but it's not that whole thing. I don't, anyway, I'll get to it. Regardless, then, the point is that Rod has love for Krishna, that Krishna wants to experience, which is the the genesis of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu cannot be uh, experienced. It's difficult for Krishna to experience it, so it's Radha's experience. But you could not be a competitor of Radha for Krishna's love and attain that. And therefore, if you want to come close to that, you attach yourself to the one who has that and vicariously you experience that. That is what it means, tadbhav, by her, to attach yourself to her bhav. So, this is kind of the 
well, this is the way, if you will, that Mahaprabhu has provided for the jivas to have, to come as close to that which he himself seeks to experience. That the Gaurila is all about. <laughs> So if Chaitan, if Krishna becomes Radha as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in his practice, in the perfection of his practice, which is the purpose of his descent, so to speak, experiences himself from the position of the Vishai, uh, the Ashraya Lambana, the, the shelter of love, while he is normally the object of love, then the Jivas can can come as close to that as is possible hmm, by way of attaching themselves to the, the bhava of Radha, so the service of Radha. It's kind of a dasya bhakti within Madhurya Rasa. Hmm, and therefore the manjari will not uh, be interested in and will will uh, push away from any attempts on Krishna's part to, to experience love directly with them. Why? Hmm? Because they're already experiencing something higher. <laughs> that's, the, that's the teaching. There are, in other words, there's no way that they could experience the, the fullness of Radha's direct experience with Krishna by themselves having the direct experience with Krishna, as no other gopi can. Hmm? So, they attach themselves to Radha's bhava, and then they come as close to that as, as possible. Hmm? So, it's kind of a very... It's kind of Krishna consciousness, if you will, but, but Krishna consciousness tends to be indirect hmm? in many respects. So this is a good example of that. Hmm? So Krishna may make advances, but then they they dismiss them, they push away from that. And this is, as I say, kind of a tatva answer to why, rather than answer from a point of view of Bhava or Rasa, but because they're already experiencing something higher, <laughs> so they have no interest in that. Hmm. Yes. I have a question about if Krishna cannot understand Ramsa's law, that means he's not reciprocal with Ramsa. No, it doesn't mean that. It means he reciprocates in love with her. But he doesn't experience himself entirely from her perspective. I suppose we try to do that in love. Hmm. Change hearts and so forth and so on. You can you can say that well he's he, because he wants to reciprocate fully he wants to that you say if you want to be empathetic then you have to have the it helps to have the experience of the person that you're being empathetic with so I guess that's the way you're talking about it hmm. so he does and that's why he becomes Chaitanya Mahaprabhu <laughs> when he becomes Chaitanya Mahaprabhu then he's then he's successful you understand mm-hmm. that's why Krishna Leela was unsuccessful. It was a failure. Trying to experience the fullness of love, which is embodied in Radha, hmm? realized there was a problem. Therefore, therefore, we say Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Leela is the more. Yes? Uh, just off the top of my head, it just seems to be some uh, question about. I mean, in this world, it seems that uh, the worst uh, thing can bring to a relationship is need, immediately. Yeah. And that seems to be the, the rule. Yet Krishna has some need. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does. He's full, and still he has a need. <laughs> uh, that is because of the nature of love. Hmm. It is ever increasing. 
so he has a need. Radha's love is full, but it's always increasing at the same time. Hmm. What else? Yes. When the false ego finally starts falling away, and we start realizing our consciousness. You're talking about the distant future. <laughs> Is the eternal bhakti that we're seeking in that clarity going to present itself to us? Is it something we have to seek after? How does the personality express after he becomes self-realized? Mm -hmm. Well, bhakti is descending. Descending. Right? So, bhakti is the constituted of the essence of Krishna's surup shakti, his internal energy. Hmm? We're constituted of the marginal energy of Krishna, tasa shakti. So, so, um, with the ingress of bhakti, hmm, first it comes in the form of sadhana bhakti, where with our senses we kind of imitate. The emotive aspect of bhakti is, is not operative. Hmm? So we hear, we chant, and so on and so forth. And in the context of that, bhakti is kind of riding on the senses and the, and, and the heart or the consciousness, the, the, the internal organ of of perception, uh, which is compared to like a mirror that is, has a picture of material nature and sangskaras that, that form tendencies and so forth that get in the way of buddhi, intellect, hmm, force us to repeatedly, do, repeatedly do, do things that aren't in our interest and so forth. Those sangskaras are cleared away. Hmm? by in, in sadhana bhakti. That Chaitanya Mahaprabhu referred to by the term Cheta Dharpana Marjanam. It's similar to what uh, Patanjali speaks of when he says Chitta Vritti Nirodha. Hmm? Yoga is a Chitta Vritti Nirodha. Nirodha means uh, doing away with, ending hmm? the Vrittis in the Chitta, kind of like mental constructs. Hmm? and so forth, that form sangskaras and habits and so forth. As I say, they get in the way, they obscure the booty, the intelligence, uh, clarity and so forth, and uh, so it's problematic. Hmm? So, in Sadhana Bhakti, this, is, this heart is cleansed, but when the heart is being cleansed, in the context of Sadhana Bhakti, that's not the only thing that's going on. Hmm? So, Bhakti is, very, is positive, in other words, it's about loving Krishna. It's not about running away from the world. But in the context of loving Krishna, then there are things that are, are not, that don't constitute love of Krishna that are in this world, so we don't do those things. That's, what's, that's the renunciation aspect. Hmm? If you love someone, then certain things that are not favorable to that person, that won't be pleasing to that person, you won't do those. Hmm? So, this is happening in Sadhana Bhakti, and the heart, or the consciousness, the chitta is being being cleansed. While at the same time the chitta is being cleansed, so to speak, of these vrittis, which could be compared to like waves in an ocean. What, what's happening is there's a there's kind of a tsunami that's building up hmm, of a tidal wave 
that we call bhakti vritti, the vritti of bhakti, which is spiritual now, on the on the ocean, or appearing on the mirror, to use Mahaprabhu's example, of the chitta. And so, as the the chitta becomes clear, then what's happening in the background is this tidal wave of bhakti vritti is about to. That's called bhava bhakti. We move from sadhana bhakti to bhava bhakti. The ingress of bhakti, which is already there in your life, hmm, starts to show up in a prominent way. Hmm? And the ingress of sattvit, samvit, and san and, and, and ladini is significant, and, and, it, and it, it's now uh, specific. Samvit means the knowing cognitive aspect of the sarup shakti, the internal energy. Ladini means the, the loving aspect. Hmm? So, sutta shatva bhisheshatma prema suryam sushamyabhak. This ingress of bhakti, when it becomes sp- very specific, hmm? so let's say, for example, I, I, you know, the first thing I do is I come into your house and I clean it up. All right, just get rid of everything in here. This is, you know, you see those TV shows where, like, somebody's going to come in and redo your house for you, you know. So they come in, and the first thing is get rid of everything in here. Just just get rid of it, you know. And that's, so that's going on. Now, while they're getting rid of everything in the house, they're also seeing what, you know, what's already in motion in those persons who are doing that is what they're going to put in the house. They're taking that out, and, and then comes this wave of, now we start bringing in the furniture. Now we put this over here and put that there and see how the place is changing, something like that. So the first wave of bhakti, if you will, or ingress of bhakti into our life is just like kind of like sweeping everything out, clearing the, clearing the room out, right? Um, now the water, if you will, of our consciousness is full of waves, vrittis, from worldly identification. And these waves are not going like this beautifully. They're going like this and crossing one. It's a rough sea. Hmm? Hmm? And now, so so first you want to you calm the sea. Hmm? And then just one big <laughs> wave of bhakti. Hmm? So this 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 is this when 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 we enter into bhava bhakti, the ingress of bhakti has now become more specific. Hmm? And so it can be detected that that what is the samvit and the corresponding ladini? The samvit means is a, is a kind of knowing. I know that I'm a friend of Krishna. I know that I'm the lover, the handmaiden of Radha. Hmm? Mahaprabhu said it. Ainanda tanuja kinkaram. Ainanda tanuja kinkaram. I want to be a kinkari in the house of uh, Nanda Maharaj. Nanda tanuja. Hmm? Nanda means... Nanda Maharaj. Nanda means bliss. Hmm? The verbal root. Nand means bliss. Krishna is the son of bliss. <laughs> so, uh, I want to live in the house of the son. Uh, I want to I want to be a maidservant. Really, Nanda Tanuja. Anuja, who uh, is the follows from uh, whose, whose tanu, whose body, hmm, follows from the birth of, is born from bliss. 
is the idea. This is Krishna. So he's now entering in the mood of Radha. He wants to have uh, in 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 the ecstasy of Bhav Krishna as his husband or her husband. Right? Radha wants Krishna as her husband. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was experiencing this. So he wants to live in the house of Nanda Maharaj as a girl would move into the house of her father-in-law. Hmm. So he's earlier than this, you find that the the bhakti is doing cleansing, fixing the objective, hmm? getting a taste for that which will will foster the objective, hmm? and and then the objective starts to take a particular shape. The object of love takes a shape, and and the jiva has a corresponding shape. So this is happening in the later stages of sadhana bhakti. And then we call it bhav bhakti, and the ingress of bhakti is specific. So a certain kind of knowing hmm, and a corresponding ananda. Hmm, and that will be cultivated in bhav bhakti. Hmm, and will churn into prema. Bhav, bhav bhakti is like a ray of the sun of prema. So as the to answer your question, as the false ego, which is made up of all these attachments and the vrittis and the consciousness and so forth, are cleansed away in the context of bhakti, so two things are happening. Not only is is the consciousness being cleansed, which other spiritual practices are somewhat effective in bringing about, but something else is happening as well. Hmm? To use the example I gave other earlier. Let's say you know, some you let's say you you live in a house and then you you know you 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 get in a lot of debt to the bank and you can't pay your mortgage. So, let's say they come in and I don't know if they do that these days, but say they come in and say, then they take all your furniture. Hmm? They clear it out. Hmm? Now it's all gone. You got an empty house, but they never think of putting something else else in there. Hmm? You understand? So Gyanmarg, for example, yoga marg for cleaning the house, but. Hmm. Um, they're not going to redecorate it. Hmm. Bhakti's redecorating, cleaning it and redecorating, and it's happening at the same time. Hmm. So as you are, the heart is being cleansed, hmm, and things are going out of it, something is coming into it as well. It's subtle, hmm, and at a certain point, it starts to take shape naturally. But it's there from the beginning. So your identity in relation to Krishna, loving identity in relation to Krishna and Leela, is happening now. Hmm? It's happening now by the ingress of bhakti. But you won't really be able to notice it and identify it until everything's cleaned out, or to the extent that it's cleaned out. Hmm? And uh, that could take, as we said, quite a while. Hmm? So, so, but but the prospect you see is is is, is very extraordinary. So it's worth uh, you know, worth the time, and there's a lot of cleansing to do, and so forth. And cleaning can be fun too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but what really makes it fun is that you know, well, we're going to do the place up, you know, really nicely here. We've got a budget for that, you know. We've got a budget, and we're going to really you know, make something out of this place. It's going to transform. How do I know? I've seen them do it to others. Hmm. See, so sadhusanga, that's very encouraging. I've seen it happen. I see it in so-and-so. Hmm? So, in our parampara, so we think it's, it's, it's not a false promise. They can carry through. So, that encourages us in the cleansing stage. And you have to become very 
encouraged and enthusiastic in the in the cleansing stage. Hmm? Because if you lose, if you if you get focused beyond the cleansing stage, the, beyond a theoretical understanding of what where you're going, hmm, then the cleansing is not going to go on. Hmm? If you start thinking, you know, and, and spending your energy going out shopping and I'll buy this and I'll buy that, you know, you got to clean the house. You know, first, you know, get going on that. And so. They're working simultaneously. The, 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 the spiritual identity is, 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 is eternal. That means that the bhava that it's constituted of is eternal. Hmm? Because how do we know that? Because Krishna has eternal associates in Sakyaras, in Vatsaliras, in Madhuryarasa. They are the embodiments of that. Nityasiddha Krishna Prem Sadhaka Bunoy Shravanadi Sutta Chitte Kore Udoy. That Krishna Prem is eternally existing. It's not a product of anything we do in this world. It's not something that wasn't existing. We do it, and now it's a result of that. Hmm? This is what we find in the material world. Hmm? So there's no there's no cause to that hmm? in that sense. It's eternally existing, and it will make its ingress into the heart. Hmm? Um, Shravanadi Sudha Chitta, same idea. By hearing and chanting, the, the chitta, cheta, chitta, so again we're becomes shuddha, becomes cleansed, and then it arises. Krishna Chakravataka gives the example. Krishna is born in the prison house of Kamsa, right? Right? Devakinandan. Really? Of course we know he's not born in there. That's a leela, right? He is and he isn't. Krishna's origin is not the prison house of Kamsa. Bhakti's origin and our spiritual identity is not within this material body, hmm? which is here today and gone tomorrow. It's eternally existing. Hmm? The particular shape of that and so forth, this is all relative to Guru Parampara and our association over lifetimes with Rasika Bhaktas, that, that we get a samskar for Bhakti. Hmm? Only Bhakti can give Bhakti. The identity of the jiva in relation to Krishna is a is a bhava day. It's a sarup shakti is not inherent quality of the tatasta shakti. Tatasta shakti is not made up of sarup shakti. <laughs> Neither is made up of maya shakti. We have an identity now because we have identified with maya shakti. If you identify with the sarup shakti, which means with bhakti, then you'll have an identity based on such identification. And it, when will it happen? It's happening now. It happens um, through Guru Parampara, but it happens in, a, in, in the way in which I'm explaining. First, the cleansing will be there. Hmm? It's not like one thing's happening, then the other. They're both happening at the same time. But the latter, the formation of the identity, hmm, will start to become apparent in the higher stages of sadhana, ruchi, and asakti, and entering into bhava bhakti, then that is the culture, the culture of that identity. Hmm? It's a emo spiritually emotive and meditative identity. Does that help? Yes. Thank you. Yes. Do you So the the permanent identity, the sty relationship, if I understand you correctly, is is there once. Group Shakti enters the enters the life of the of the sadhaka. 
on the from the side guru from now that probably won't be completed in one lifetime even uh, yeah. just as a matter of, of explanation even our spiritual master said cores of lifetimes like my oh so are we to understand that that sty will continually be uh, will be reintroduced to to this, a guru who will cultivate that sty life after life yeah you're Gaudiya Vaishnav <laughs> so you'll have, you'll be exposed to that which Gaudiya Vaishnav exposes one to hmm? what does Gaudiya Vaishnav expose us to those windows of opportunity yeah Manjari Bhav and Sakuras in some instances too primarily the main thrust to Manjari Bhav but we find some waves of Sakirasa. This is what Gaudiya Vaishnavism offers. Vandeshi Krishna Chaitanya Nityananda Sohorito Gorodai Pushpavanto Chitro Samdo Tamonodo. Maybe not this lifetime, but in some way. It will be completed. Well, it will definitely be completed. Right. We say that you cannot attain this in one lifetime, but in one lifetime you will. So when you have a few lifetimes like I will do it in this lifetime, with that kind of determination. A few of those, then you will attain it, something like that. But, I mean, you have to understand that just the, just the cleansing of the heart, right, that is the be-all and end-all of some spiritual practices like yoga and gyan, that can take many lifetimes. People are going and, and dressing in ashes for a whole lifetime and bathing in the Ganges up to the neck in the winter, the tapasvis and so forth, just to just to experience that, that they're not the body, hmm? just anartanavritti, without any artha pravritti to attain, just to cleanse off the, the, uh, the, the, the uh, to do away with the false identity coming from attachments, arduous practices and so forth. Of course, our practice is very easy comparatively, very user friendly, and. More is happening. Not only the cleansing is going on, it's going on as a byproduct. Hmm? Hmm? And the main product is, is the spiritual identity. So when we say it's easy compared to other paths, well, it's easy and it's, more, and, it, and it's offering more at the same time, both. But easy in relation to what? Something that's very rare, sudulava. What does Bhagavad Gita say? I mean, this is for everybody. Anushanam sahasreshu kaschid yatata siddhaye yatatam apisiddhanam kaschid mambeti tatata. One out of millions of people is interested in perfection. One out of those uh, attains perfection. One out of those loves me. Hmm? Those are different kinds of perfection also. So, I don't know if that sounds discouraging, but properly understood, it shouldn't be. Hmm? Hmm. You will get it. Hmm. So now you compare the other things that might be available. You could get quicker. Then you take your choice. I mean, you can't even get material things. You only get an appearance of getting them. So that's not very, not very much of an option. That's an empty bag, an empty hand. 
Hmm? I think that I can acquire and have something. But I'm constantly finding out that the rug is being pulled out from under my feet, so that's not possible. And that's in this plane, so let's go to heaven. But you know, then hmm, that wears off too, as the, as the Gita explains, coming down from there. So then, your choices are Brahman, Vaikuntha. Vaikuntha is is uh, the reverential love of God. That's also rare, to attain, much easier to attain than Braj Bhakti. Hmm? Even Lakshmi could not attain it. And what's her position in Vaikuntha? Hmm? So maybe you want to get off there. You want to get off at Brahman. Well, we call that spiritual suicide. As we feel there's a great loss there in terms of your prospect, even your constitution as an entity. You have the capacity to love, and it won't be fulfilled alone. Hmm? So, you know, it's it, it's a question of sangskar. When you hear these things, and it, it, it rains on the party of, you know, everything else, and you're stuck with an objective and a goal that's unreachable, but something you cannot turn away from at the same time. <laughs> you know? And when you when you kind of settle for that, then very quickly you will come. You know? So for this attaining kind of tendency, it's a, it's a bit of a problem. Hmm? You should be content to serve. Hmm? It's hard to be content to serve. That's all you really have to do. Hmm? Because what? Uh, the serving is what it is. is, what it is. <laughs> so, <laughs> you try, you want to attain bhakti, right? Hmm? What is bhakti? It's, 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 it's it's a serving ego. Hmm? You want to serve to attain something, but you don't, we don't realize we, you want to. But we want to attain is that what we are doing in, in a sense to identify with it, and that the giving is the receiving. We still got this receiving on the you know we're waiting for the receiving. That's the that's the problem. <laughs> what will you get for bhakti? Bhakti. You'll get more of the same. So. Hmm. so it's subtle. That help? Yeah. Yes. So it seems like <clears throat> we have a lot of anathas, and it's the anathas that really is so appropriated. Both things it seems to hold us back. So what about things like taking to the ass? I mean, is that something that kind of helps that process, or is that kind of more external? Or? Mm -hmm. That could be very helpful, of course, yeah. Mm -hmm. If your situation, if you will, your circumstances are, your environment is, is, is um, there's a place for tolerating, and then there's a place for creating a favorable environment for oneself. And we will tolerate within the context of having created a favorable environment for our bhakti. Do you understand? So to say that you should tolerate doesn't mean that you shouldn't ever change the situation and try to improve the situation. We, can't, we should not try to improve the situation without end. But within reason, a devotee should create a favorable place for his or her practice. 
So we may find that our place is not, not favorable for our practice within reason, and there are the things that we can do to change it, and having done so, in the context of that, we'll tolerate whatever comes along. Hmm? So you take Prabhupada, for example. Prabhupada was a married person, and um, he uh, was very uh, driven to, uh, to um, pursue the implications of the Gita and the Bhagavatam and to, to share that with others and so forth. That was his drive. And at uh, the same time, he was maintaining his family. But he was not maintaining his family materially uh, to, a, to a degree that his wife was satisfied. So she sold his copy of the Bhagavatam, which was not as readily available in those days as it is today with the modern printing facilities and so forth, for tea biscuits. Hmm? And Prabhupada was like, it's either tea or me, and when he said me, he meant the Bhagavatam. Hmm? That's my identity. And so he walked out. That's one side. Hmm? Also, because he was driven to teach about bhakti, and in his own words, he was um, um, think, his own thinking he was ordered to do so by Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. So his guru ordered him to preach in the English language and teach this to, to others. Hmm? And so, at a certain point, he, he reasoned that that he was preaching in India, that as a sannyasi, people will listen to me more. Hmm? Hmm? Um, because the vairagya, we were talking about this the other night, the detachment that is um, um, within, will occur within the context of bhakti. Hmm? Once that shows up, the devotee overtly appears to be spiritual in the eyes of the public. Hmm? Maybe spiritual, to one extent or whatever before, but as it shows up, that that's that that's like visible to people. Hmm? He or she is detached. It's an opulence. It's an aishwarya. People are attracted to that. Hmm? Right? right? Someone is not dependent. Then they become attractive to others. Hmm? So. So, therefore. In order to do his service to his guru, hmm, he felt, and he got in, in, inner impressions along those regards, that the taking of sannyas, which is a formal kind of declaration that, uh, that says, I'm not part of the, the world. I'm in it, but I'm not part of it. Hmm? And the, because the, the, the general idea in India was that people would wear white dress, the saffron was this huge statement. And so that person would stand out, and then, and then, in and of itself, the dress would create a teachable moment in people, to some extent. And so, even he may have had something to teach, but when he was dressed as a teacher, then people might pay more attention. Same idea that behind Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's sannyas. So, in that way, it facilitated his service. So in our times now, there may be some place where, in which that uh, facilitates the service, and the chari of a particular mission will determine that and give sannyas accordingly. 
psychologically speaking, some people will be more um, lean towards a monastic life. We talked about this the other day. Others towards household life, those persons should be facilitated. So it's not there's not a mandate that everyone should take sannyas, but it may be useful in some ways, the ways I'm speaking about, hmm? and uh, in pursuing bhakti. Theoretically, you can do the same thing as a householder, as Bhakti Vinodakar did. Hmm? But even he took yeah, in the end, he took Babaji. He retired so from that. But I know, obviously, there are a lot of distractions to householder life. Hmm? So it's a statement as to the power of Bhakti hmm? that, as a householder, one can progress, but. At the same time, you have to. There it said, "What is it? Grihe taco, vane taco, salahari bole taco." Doesn't matter, householder or sannyasi. Hmm? That's the part we remember. But the other part is, "Grihe taco, vane taco, salahari bole taco." If you salahari bole taco, if you're always doing Harinam or always doing Krishna bhakti, then it doesn't matter. But if you're not doing always Krishna bhakti, then it's not the same. Hmm? You can do Krishna Bhakti in any situation. But then again, if it's one situation is more distracting, then hmm? so we tend to, we tend to see that. Hmm? But, you know, it's not something that's, oh, I will take sannyas and then my ability to do bhakti will increase. Hmm? You have to be qualified to take sannyas. You have to be a renunciate. You have to, otherwise it's a farce, and otherwise it's a problem then. For you and for everybody else, hmm. it is vairagya, as we said the other night. It's a special vai kind of rag. Hmm. That is what the sannyas is. Hmm. It should be for those who have attained something positive. We don't find that it's mentioned that sannyas is favorable for bhakti. We don't find it, and, but there are many renunciates in bhakti. And much as much as sannyas means renunciation, renunciation is not a means; it's a result in bhakti, and it should be come quickly if you do bhakti nicely. Hmm? And it is evidence bhakti is there; it's active in, in that person. We see they're detached. Hmm? So you don't take sannyas to be detached. Hmm? Your detachment man- mandates or warrants that that you should be decorated in such a way that people can uh, find you out, so to speak, and, and take advantage. Something like that. At the same time, well, you know, in missions, sometimes people may give sannyas to to, uh, to someone for spiritual leading and so on and so forth uh, more, more generously, and that may work, it, it may not. That is a, the choice of a, a strategy of, of, a, of an acharya, hmm. they, which have their upsides and sometimes they have their downsides also. Hmm. So will I increase my bhakti by taking sannyas? That's you know, that's not like you increase your bhakti by taking prasadam. That's for sure. But <laughs> but but it, it, it may have a place that's useful, and and that should be determined from our seniors. In our sangha, does that help? Yeah, it helps. Thank you, Guru Maharaj.
also don't seem to discriminate between men and women. It seems like it's to general rule that men take the last one. And most of you also encourage everyone to. Maybe that takes a last but certainly. Everyone's a soul, Andrew. That's nice. I go with the job. So there's no standardized test for saying young. Actually, there is. <laughs> other groups have a test test for that. Huh? <laughs> pages and pages required. I see. Yeah. Well, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a construct, and I mean the spirit of it is there, but it's been used traditionally in Gaudiya Vaishnavism for for outreach, for sharing, and so forth as a vehicle. Hmm. But the inner inner life. A sannyas, that is for everybody, for sure. Bhairagya is for everybody. Whether we take it in its ordinary meaning of detachment or in its peculiar and special meaning in bhakti as a, as a special kind of attachment, Bhairagya, that will come later after the ordinary sense of Bhairagya starts to manifest. And it, it, in one sense it does come very quickly Janayati ashu vairagyam jnanam chayadahoitakam vairagya and knowledge, they are, they are corollaries and they come very quickly in one who's practicing bhakti and we see it that even all of us here by some standard of material life would appear shockingly renounced hmm? this is what you do for entertainment you go sit in the forest you know, around a fire and talk philosophy there's, you know, it's like what kind of life is that? Uh, or, you know, you, you only eat, you know you don't eat certain things that are that people eat three times a day. That a student went home and he was father said in the fridge there's all kind of food. Pick, you know what you want. So he's making himself a big sandwich with avocados and lettuce and this and that. And father comes in and says, "Aren't you going to put anything on it? <laughs> you know, how can you live?" <laughs> so as you can see, I mean, automatically within bhakti. There's renunciation is built in, and as the bhakti grows, renunciation increases as well. It's a very natural byproduct, and we should look for it because it is a sign. It's it, it, it's a, it's a sign of that the cleansing of segment earlier is taking place, because what is the dirt? It's the attachments. Hmm? It's taking place, and as it is taking place and showing up, then we can expect. In due course, the positives, if you will, the, the redecorating of the, the heart will be, will be showing up as well. Mahaprabhu well, liked the renunciation. Maharaj mentioned the other day, renunciation of Raghunath Das, he liked it. And when he saw the renunciation in Raghunath, that's when he gave him the, the Govardhan Shila. That's why Sridharmas used to say that Govardhan Shila is the ideal deity for the sannyasis. There's a practical side to that. It's easy to carry around a Govardhan Shila compared to take, carrying around a big deity of Krishna. <laughs> and the worship is simple, right? The worship is simple. We heard from Raghunath, from, from Krishna Kaviraj. You water, you need a jug of water, you need some Tulsi 
manjaris. And if you want to really do it right, really do it right, a little sandesh, as we heard this morning. Well, eight kodis. Uh, I don't know how many, how big a kodi is, but uh, anyway, some sandesh. It's getting elaborate now. Yes, uh, so it's possible, um, even for a traveling poor person, to do that. That's the practical side of it. Hmm? So the Govardhan is ideal deity for the sannyasi. But the other side of it is, of course, that Mahaprabhu gave it to Raghunathas, and he gave it to Raghunathas as Raghunathas started to manifest this kind of renunciation that Maharaj commented. It culminated in his eating the, rep, the remnants of the of the cow, of the Jagannath Prashad that had been thrown away and eaten by the cows. It started in the marketplace where you would go and, as a beggar, this is the standard typically of this renunciate, you would go and stand in the marketplace uh, outside of the, the temple in Jagannath Puri, and people would He'd hold a begging bowl, and people would drop some Mahaprasad in there. That was his diet. But, but Mahaprabhu pointed out that he did not consider this to be a good standard of renunciation, because in that circumstance, the person would stand with his begging bowl, the beggar, uh, the the bek, the sannyasi, bhikkhu, the beggar, and he could think, hmm. That guy usually gives sweets over there. Hope he comes over here. I'll go there. And that guy over there, he doesn't give any grains or anything, so I'm not going to go over there. And so it's like I met a, a, a sannyasi in Vrindavan. He's a godbrother of mine in another institution. We, we were talking, and he said he, he wanted to go to a certain uh, village. And he said, because the Madhukari is very good there. <laughs> So Madhukari is, is Madhukari means making honey. Kar, to make Madhu. Hmm. That's what bees do. And how do bees make honey? They go from one flower to the next. They take a little from this flower, a little from this flower, a little from this flower. So there's a, there's a system among renunciates in Gaudiya Vaishnavism, in the Dham, in the holy place, where for their meal, they will go with the begging bowl hmm, from door to door. Whatever is given... They will take. Like Sukadev Goswami is said to go into a house and stay there long enough to milk a cow and drink some milk and speak the Bhagavatam and, and move on. Um, so he said, Madhukari in that village is really good. So I laughed at him. I said, you're not doing Madhukari at all. You're thinking, over there they give chapa- buttered chapatis. Hmm? So the mentality in the Madhukari hmm, is not that is to be dependent. It's, you know, I'm dependent. I'll go to the household's house, I ask whatever they give, I will take, and and so forth. And, uh, and in that sense, that example, you're giving to those people something, like Sukadev would give. So when so Mahaprabhu instructed him like this, and of course he then immediately stopped that practice, Eventually, he ended up, as I said, behind the temple in, uh, in the cow shed. And after the prashad had been uh, little remnants were left over from humans, Jagannath Prashad was given to the cows, and he was found by Mahaprabhu to be taking some rice and washing it off and eating that. And Mahaprabhu came in and said, what are you doing, feasting in my abs? You didn't invite me? Das Goswami used to hold huge festivals. He was very from a very wealthy family, and his family 
uh, members were friends of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's uh, family. So he had a difficult time um, getting away from the, the, the snare, if you will, the net of wealth and material facilities and so forth. Um, but he was quite uh, drawn, uh, uh, attracted to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So at great risk and with great endeavor, he stole away from home and, um, and walked uh, to, uh, to Jagannath Puri, not on the main road, hmm? through the jungles, sleeping in a cow barn, um, without concern for eating and so forth. When he arrived in Puri and his parents gave up on him, hmm, he stayed there. They used to send money anyway. They used to send money. And so he would take the money and he would have a festival and invite all of Mahaprabhu's associates for prasad. And then he started to think that, oh, just see what is my position here. I am living in, in, in on, on money sent from home. I'm depending on the world and... What kind of renunciate am I? So he refused to accept that. And then he used to beg, as I say, in the marketplace and then, and so forth. And, and he increased his his standard of dependence, really, on Krishna, which showed up in the form of renunciation. And Mahabharata was very pleased with that. And seeing his renunciation, I, I didn't read that part to you this morning, but it was, uh, uh, that's when he gave the stone. So this couple reasons why this the deity is ideal for the sannyasi. It's, it's convenient, as I said earlier, because his heart is cleansed. And Bhaktisiddhanta Sashtitaku said, Anurag Bhajan is done on the plane of Advaigantatva. Advaigantatva. Vadanti tat tat vidas tatvam adyajnanam advayam jnanam advayam brahmeti paramatmeti bhagavaniti shabdite. So, clean heart, that is advayantatva. Hmm? That means that material identity that has dissolved. Hmm? Hmm? If you have any, if you find in him any likes and dislikes, that is coming from bhakti. Hmm? Now, He's above the duality. That is the idea of sannyas. Hmm? Sannyas. So, so all those things are gone. Hmm? In that heart, then, this anurag bhajan on that plane, that is where it is really performed. Hmm? Before that, what's going on is the cleansing is going on. Hmm? The hands-on, so to speak, cultivation of that identity, that requires some 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 some... Um, cleansing having taken place. Uh, Rag bhakti is for everyone who has attraction for it. But all aspects of the practice of Rag bhakti will not be possible unless one has a cleansed heart. You cannot meditate effectively without a clean heart because you can't sit if you have desires. They'll make you get up. Hmm? Right? And central to Rag bhakti is is, is smarnam. So, how effective can you do smarnam? Well, you can do kirtan. It's another thing. And kirtan will foster the smarnam, but uh, smarnam requires some. Uh, there's no. There's no. Uh, there's not. You have a certain standard of purity to do rag bhakti, but to effectively incorporate all the practices of rag bhakti, hmm, that would require some cleansing of the heart. 
So we begin, we rag bhaktas, ajata ruchi rag bhakti we do. Rag bhakti without taste. When taste comes, nadanam nadanam nasundarim, the heart's being cleansed. So he gave the stone of, of Govardhan to Raghunathas. It means uh, this, this is a good step, good st- because with this, because in Rag Bhakti, then the ingredients, see, are not being offered. The self is, is, is fully being offered. Hmm? If you have things in your heart, then the things you will offer to Bhagwan, which are the extension of your own sense of identity. If you give up all the things in the context of bhakti, what's left now? You have to only give yourself. So the ingredients that are required for worshipping the Govardhan shield are very minimal. One sense. You only have to give completely your heart. It's a little tricky. (laughs) Completely giving the heart. Raghunathas could do that because there was nothing else competing in his heart. So a little water, a little Tulsi, you know, the, the verse in the Gita is there, Patram Pushpam Palam Toyam, Yome Bhakti Prayatati, Padaham Bhakti Paritam Ashnami Prayatatmana. Krishna says, he's very tricky, because he says, oh, it's very simple to do bhakti. Just a fruit, flower, water, you offer to me with love. Anybody has, you have to have water to live, so everybody's got water, right? So if you, he doesn't say a fruit, a flower, and water, a fruit, a flower, a leaf, or water. You can offer me with love. Hmm? And that offering of love, I will eat, he says. Hmm? So if we say, all I've got is water, we say, no problem. Hmm? But the verse isn't saying, just offer me water. Hmm? It mentions these material ingredients that anyone can have, but twice it mentions that what he's really eating is the bhakti. If you offer me the water with love, then that offering of love, he says again, I will eat that. Hmm? Hmm? So there's nothing competing in Raghunathas's heart for his attention. His love is ananya, hmm? unalloyed. Hmm? This is the standard for worshipping the Govardhan Shiva. Hmm? We talked about who is the Govardhan Shila? Conceptually, I mean, Mahaprabhu is explained. Hmm? And Raghunathas and Krishnas Kaviraj. That is one thing. Now, what is the Adhikar for worshipping? Oh, it's easy to worship. The worship's real simple. You don't have to do much. So get yourself a Govardhan Shila. <laughs> this is a wrong idea. He's very generous. You know, he doesn't require much. He requires everything. Vrindavan Bhajan means everything. Hmm? They have given everything. Hmm? Better to worship Gornatai. <laughs> They're very generous, and, and, and they will take everything away in due course. They will bring you in touch with worship Gornatai. They will bring you in touch with two Bhagavatas, and, and they will gradually take everything away from cleanse your heart and put in it that which is uh, the enthusiasm and love for Bhagavan that will qualify you to tread that Ragmarg in the full sense of the term. Hmm? So therefore, I said uh, in the course of our discussions over the days a couple of times, perhaps that uh, at, at Govardhan Shila, that is a Ragmarg deity. Hmm? 
So we think, I'm on the rock mark, I'll have that in my deity. Yeah, that's right. But how much you're on the rock mark? How much is your lobha, your ruchi? That will determine how eligible you are. Little you may have. You have to, otherwise why you would want Vrindavan Bhakti? Why are you attracted to Radha and Krishna? So, But we have competing shops that have been set up in the heart and they have not yet been retired. The idea is let the holy name come in the heart and set up a shop there and gradually retire all these other mega corporations that have set up there, hmm? attracting our attention. Hmm? Then you just just have to give your heart, which is your everything, right? That's how you have to worship the the. Uh, that's how you have to worship Govardhan Hill. Hmm? Completely. Hmm? There's no ananya, unalloyed. No? Everybody should be like that. Some people be formally dressed like a sannyasi. That should be because they make a good example in the public and can teach. What do you think, Karnamrita? He is a householder. He has no desire but to serve the mission, and he has. You can see by the face he draws on the Giri Raj. He worships. Hmm. That's true. Hmm. Words, mind, body. Hmm. Completely given. So this idea. Hmm. You say the question was earlier, is it is it helpful to take sannyas? Is it helpful to give your body, mind and words entirely to Krishna? Well, I'm not so interested in that, but I'd like to take sannyas and have one of those sticks <laughs> and get a little prestige from that, and so forth. And get a, you know, get get one of the chairs so I don't have to sit on one of the stumps. <laughs> no, that is, that is not sannyas. Yeah. <laughs> Spoke once with Maria Maharaj about my Giriraj's. I spoke once with um, Bhaktivedanta Narayan Maharaj uh, about my Giriraj's in Hilo some years ago. And uh, asked him for any advice, and he just looked at me and he said, Das Goswami Mahaprabhu worshipped with their tears. And I had to smile and say, yeah, I don't have those tears, so therefore I need the 16 <laughs> ingredients. <laughs> he liked that. Yes. Mahaprabhu bathed the deity. What is the Abhishek? You do the Abhishek for the deity every day? It was his tears. Hmm? With his tears, he bathed the deity. What kind of tears? Tears of love and ecstasy. And those tears will come just when you know, when you experience the whole thing is ending. It's ending. The whole of material existence, you can experience it's ending for me. You'll cry. Just with an art and a you'll start to cry with the blessing of the holy name.
such thing could happen to me. And now, what, the process, what possibility comes before me? Hmm? I have a question. Yes, Marge. Um, if one spiritually has cleaned house, he's no longer disturbed, would it be of advantage to know his identity? Um, and if so, how much would it help his progress? Marsh is asking if one has has cleansed heart hmm, through bhakti, then how useful would it be to know theoretically? I think you're saying uh, from hearing from a, an authority as to the nature of your identity uh, in in progress, if you will, in a relationship with Krishna. Right? Is that the question? Yeah. Um. I would like to say about that, that the um, question as to your identity is not as much of a mystery, at least in general, hmm? as it might seem, because what is our identity is the op identity and service opportunity that Gaudiya Vaishnavism offers us, so we can boil it down to a couple of things. Tadbhavi, Chamayi, Madhuri, Rasa or some form of sakirasa, dependent on the the influence of the uh, sadhus in our life that are that are vehicles of such mm -hmm, over different lifetimes. Um, that said, of course, that's the general. Then there are the specifics, mm -hmm, details, and so forth. Um, I think that um, what that um, that Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur and, and Bhakti Vinod Thakur, we are in the family, if you will, of Bhakti Vinod, Bhakti Vinod Paribar, they looked at it in a particular way. There are other Paribars that look at it differently. Hmm? Without weighing in on on their particular way, it's in our interest to follow our paribar, where we find that there is great success hmm, spiritually, not only in terms of individuals attaining success, but in such a measure that there's a, that is a, there's a there's a significant overflow that's touching so many other people, hmm? right? And for the outreach of, of bhakti that's that's come from our paribar it's un, the, you cannot compare that with any other lineage hmm? so we have that internal success that also has an outward um, um, byproduct if you will that's um, a plus hmm? in no small measure so we should be competent of the success of the success in the method in the way in which we have been taught this in our paribar. We have come to this paribar by Krishna's arrangement. Brahmanda Brahmite Kon, Bhagavanji, Guru Krishna Prasadi Bhai, Bhakti Lata Bij. Someone else may have a different system with regard to Abhideya. Hmm? Now, generally that system is that information is given, hmm? and maybe to someone who hasn't cleaned house, as you put it, but let's say to someone who has cleaned house by the Guru. Um, as to the details of your your developing spiritual identity, hmm? 
usually that's passed off as that in the, as such the guru has gone into meditation he's received this information and he's giving it to you hmm? what we have seen historically is that that's not exactly what happens hmm? perhaps that happened at the time of mahaprabhu perhaps although there's not much discussion of that Dhyan chandra goswami speaks of that and so forth and on the puri side but not amongst the goswamis and what we find historically in recent times at least is that 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 if he were to go to one guru in such a lineage so i guess i am commenting on it and he gives you your identity if you had gone to another one he would have given you a different one or another one a different one so it's not um coming in the way often that it's talked about rather what's given is it would appear as some kind of prototype meditating upon is, is a use, it serves as, is thought to serve as a useful tool. Hmm. That's my assessment at any rate. Vishwana Chakvati Thakur in Raghavart Machandrika says that that information, if you will, hmm, can come in three ways. One way is that the guru, the initiating guru will give that at a certain point, ideally when the house is cleaned, as cleansed as you put it. Hmm. The other way is that the Diksha Guru doesn't give it, but later, the Siksha Guru, hmm, who's equally qualified, he may give. Hmm. The third way is that it will come by practice. The first two constitute information that needs to be realized. The third constitutes realization. Hmm. The question is, I think, if I understand it correctly, is getting the information useful and helpful, and if so, how much, in terms of attaining the realization. Hmm? Right? Yeah. You understand? Well, that's, we're still on the question. <laughs> I'm still explaining the question. <laughs> yeah. I, I'd say, you know, we have, to, uh, we have to, if we were to judge by the results hmm, that we have seen, in, in my experience, I have not seen that getting the information has been very helpful. Hmm? Maybe it was given without the house being cleansed. I don't know. I, I think that may be the case in some instances. Um, um, so um, I feel very uh, comfortable in, in, the, in the way in which in our Paribart has been more traditionally um, uh, approached, and that is that 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 the without the, the information hmm, through practice it will come kirtana prabhavi smarana swabhave this is bhakti by the power kirtana prabhavi of kirtan smarana swabhave meditation on one's budding identity will become possible hmm? main thing is for cleansing the house see most people want the information without cleansing the house you cleanse the house then very quickly that will come. Hmm? People want the information to cleanse the house, cleanse the heart. Hmm? We find they get information and they haven't really changed much from those who don't, who hear and chant without the information. We have the general information. This is the prospects that are there in, in Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Hmm? We don't think, I'm going to become a tree or a stone or, a, you know, a, a bird or what, you know, you, you know what Gaudiya Vaishnavism is offering us. Hmm? 
So, so, so there's a tendency, I think, in the sects that give this information is to be distracted from, from the work at hand, so to speak, of, of cleansing the house. Hmm? But if the house is cleansed, then, then, then you do have real and good reason and good, it, 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 you are justified in entering into a conversation with someone with whom you have confidence. Hmm? who is senior to you about such topics. If you haven't cleansed the house, then we say, you know, first deserve, then, then desire. Get busy on Dusharanagati. Hmm? But when that heart is cleansed, then that is a time for, in, for inquiring, hmm? if, if that opportunity presents itself. Hmm? And you, you have that kind of sangha, then you can get help and... and, uh, and, and that would be an appropriate, appropriate time, if uh, in consideration of Bhakti Vinod Thakur or Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasri Thakur. Does that help? <laughs> so, what is the status of the the easy part, the Mahaprasad? <laughs> How is the cooking? See, there we go. Perfect timing every night. <laughs> See, I'm really cooking at the same time. See, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu ki jai, Bhakti Vinod Parivar ki jai, Govind Bhakta Vrindaki jai, Giri Govardhan ki jai, Govind Premanandi. <laughs>